Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You could find this podcast every Thursday at thekeysweekly.com. Please share and like. You could find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. You could listen to this podcast over the airwaves on the radio, WKWF AM 1600, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and WKWF FM 103.3 on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Thank you guys for tuning in today. This is the first podcast that I've done since the um, horrible, tragic events that have taken place in Key West the night of Super Bowl Sunday with Coach Johnny Hughes' son, Garrett Hughes. Um, my family's heart goes out to everybody, and I was actually going to open up the podcast just talking about you know my memories of Garrett and and it's a horrible situation that that occurred and I can't do justice with words how horrible a situation is I mean you guys see the city of Key West is is rallying around the family but you know my memories of uh, of Garrett are really really early his mother you know miss leslie she worked at uh she worked at banana cabana which is a daycare on kudjo key and she was a teacher there and 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 her you know zach her oldest i think he was he was already in school he was at sugarloaf he's probably in kindergarten first grade and um you know so you have uh, garrett is just coming in like he he might be two years old and um Carson is a little bit older. He's a banana cabana, but Garrett was so attached to his mother and his mother, I think like taught the two year olds and Garrett would constantly be crying for his mother because his mother worked there and he wanted to be with his mother all the time and his, and he always wanted to be held by his mother. And I could remember his, his big eyes all the time, you know, and just a really sweet kid and watching him grow up, you know, I mean, it was always a lot of fun because for the most part, you know, coming where, where I came from, I was always coaching against him. You know, at the time, Coach Hughes, who's the, um, he's a high school head football coach at Key West High School. He was coaching in the Key West Junior League for uh, a period of time, you know, while all of his boys were young and we always coached against one another and it was always a lot of fun, but watching Garrett, Garrett grow up and, you know, playing baseball down in Key West. Uh, one one season, I actually coached Garrett, and he was obviously a, a pleasure to coach and, and a great player and an athletic player. And I remember having a lot of fun that year. And, and um, you know, my oldest son, Jackson, sort of in his peer group and, and always spoke highly, highly of him. And it's just an awful shame. That's all. And one thing that, that I really saw from the out of support and seeing everything on social media was his love of Key West and his love of Key West sports. And, you know, hopefully as a podcast, what we can do is, is really try to shine a light on these sports and, and try to shine a light on Key West marathon and Coral Shores, because what a lot of people don't realize is for people in the keys, for people living down here, these sports are a big deal. There's no professional sports teams in Coral Shores Marathon or Key West. This is it. And for a lot of people, including myself, this is what gets us up in the morning was what games going on, the local games and and everything like that. So, you know, I I don't have any words for for the family. You know, there's nothing I can say. And um, my heart goes out to all of you. And we love you all. We love all of you from here at the podcast and my family, you know, and uh 
and that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, all right, I'm going to try to redirect now and go back to to a sports thing. Okay, so here we go. Keys Weekly Sports Wrap. This past week, what has happened is we have, you know, we have the end of the winter sports. Winter sports are still going on a little bit. We have uh, girls weightlifting just finished up this weekend with states. And now we have wrestling is still going on. Um, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But baseball season, preseason games, preseason tournaments have opened. We had a big game down in Key West last week. And it was Key West High School versus St. Thomas. Coaching uh, St. Thomas is one of our previous uh, uh, podcast guests. He is the head coach of St. Thomas. And that is Joey Wardlow, second baseman on the 1984 state championship team. He's just been put into his University of Tampa's Hall of Fame. So he came down to Key West. They had great energy, great crowd. Key West ends up winning the game one nothing. Um, very close game, and it's a preseason game. I know that they're playing Taravella coming up, and I'll get you those results as soon as I can. Um, and we have, as far as wrestling goes, um, Monroe County was really busy last weekend on their relentless pursuit of a state tournament bid. The boys grappled their way through the FHSAA 1A District 16 brackets for a chance to move on to the regionals. That is going to be February 24th and 25th, held at Cardinal Gibbons High School uh, in Fort Lauderdale. For the districts, the Keys wrestlers, they didn't have to go that far. It was in Bobby Menendez Gym at Key West High School. Um, Coach Jimenez, who was on this podcast about a month ago, won his 14th consecutive district title 14th consecutive district title just to give you guys you know a little bit uh, a little bit of what that means you know the wrestling team has won 14 district titles in a row you know i the last marathon high school football team to win a district might have been don't quote me about 2008 to win a district title key west high school last time their football team won a district titles 1995 um So that really puts in perspective how difficult it is. And wrestling seems to be doing great. 14 in a row. 14 wrestlers at Key West High School qualified for the next step to state. Nine Conks were district champions in their weight classes. Abram Kane, Doc Muhammad Bakatov, James Searcy, Alfredo Corrales, Alexander Marcotte, Elijah Miranda, Weston Andrews, Ralph Ritchie, and Andre Otto captured district titles and a district advantage in their brackets heading into the regionals. Key West will not be alone at Gibbons. The Keys will be represented. Coral Shores advanced five athletes to the same regional event. Um, that is a fantastic job. And it's really, it's really unique to say too, that Coral Shores has been the, uh, the banner holder as far as wrestling goes. They have had a wrestling team for as long as I can remember, quite honestly. So they've been wrestling. Um, I'll have to ask uh, coach next time I have him on, um, Rich Russell about how long wrestling has been going on there. But ever since I came here in 97, they've had a very, very functional wrestling team. Um, so we have Coral Shores going down to going up actually to regionals, Finn McDonough, second place, Sebastian McCoy in third, uh, Devin Smith, Jaden Angel and Jack Hill will all be advancing for Coral Shores. They finished six as a team. Coral Shores did in the district, the district tournament. Now you have, uh, the lady conks 
the girls wrestling team is also advancing to state. They finished seventh place through, uh, as their team did through their qualifying team with just four athletes. Um, so they're doing very well. Now we also have, uh, lady conch wrestlers going to the state tournament. So you have for the first time, like when we talked to coach Jimenez, he talked about having, um, girls wrestling or lady wrestling. Um, it's a new sport at Key West high school. And there's four that are, are going off to, um, the state champions to see if they could bring home a state championship. So, um, Ailey Briggs led the girls. She's a runner up medal and sealing an appearance at the state event. Shannon Briggs and Shyla Figueroa both captured third place medals and will join Ailey at the Silver Spurs arena in Kissimmee, Florida for the FHSAA state championships held March 2nd through 4th. Now they will be joined by the boys team. It'll be a sea of crimson and gray to cheer them on in their inaugural season, which has already helped solidify the conch tradition of winning on the mat. So you have a fantastic tradition in Key West with wrestling, and that's continuing with uh, girls wrestling. Marathon High School Baseball is started on Monday, President's Day. They hosted Everglades Prep Academy. Um, they're going to be off to a great start. I know this podcast comes out on Thursdays. Tonight they'll be playing at home against Ransom. So if you're in the marathon area, you want to check that out. Key West High School Baseball is off to a great start. Also winning their first preseason game. And Coral Shores High School will be getting started soon. So we have baseball coming up. We have girls softball coming up. We have track coming up. And I think those are our spring sports. So everybody's active in the Keys. And one thing I left out today was Marathon Girls Weightlifting. And there's a reason for that. Um, Marathon Girls Weightlifting last Thursday, they left for Lakeland for the state championships. Uh, four girls attended and we're actually going to be talking to one of the girls today, Mikkel Ross. She received a medal at state championships for weightlifting and we're sort of going to get into her story and she's going to tell us about what it was like going to Lakeland and competing in the state championships and girls weightlifting and the path that took her there. So uh, sit back and enjoy. It's coming right up. All right, Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, and here we are with uh, state medalist Mikkel Ross. First of all, I'd like to say to you, congratulations, Mikkel. Thank you so much for having me. Well, listen, so you went, tell me about this process, because all I know, I don't know much about competitive weightlifting. Um, how, first of all, what events did you medal in? I medaled in the traditional lifts so states has two competitions one is olympic lifting which is snatch and clean and jerk and then the one i meddled in is traditional traditional is bench and clean and jerk so they take a combination of your bench and your clean and jerk and then they rank you with all the other girls correct yes okay so what were um what what where did you actually finish in the state i finished fifth in the state for traditional and seventh for Olympic. So we're talking about two different competitions. You go up to Lakeland, there's Olympic lifts. You finish seventh overall there in the state. And then for the traditional, you finish fifth overall. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Wow. Congratulations. And let's talk about this whole process, because all I know is that on Thursday at Marathon High School, you know, we had a big event out there at the stadium and we did what we call like a send off. We sent the girls to state. First of all, can you tell us all the girls that attended state with you from Marathon? We had um, Justice Lee, who is a freshman. And then we had Ella Dunn, who is a sophomore, and then Allie Brabinick, who is a senior. And this is her third year at States. So as far as Justice Lee goes, she's a freshman. How did she do at, at States? She did extremely well. She got eighth in traditional and ninth in Olympic. So you have a freshman that goes to States for the first time and they're finishing well within the top 10 in both lifts. So she definitely has a bright future as far as weightlifting goes, huh? 100%. Uh, She's going to do amazing in the next few years that she still has in high school. So what was it like for you going to Lakeland, like being a a first year person on the weightlifting team and and making it to States? I know that Coach Schubert, we're going to have him on the podcast in a couple weeks and he's going to talk a little bit about weightlifting, but what does something like that uh, entail? I know that you guys left on Thursday from Marathon to go, and I know that you lifted on Saturday. So, you know, a lot of our listeners are people that participated in a lot of sports in the Keys um, and graduated from our high schools. What does that travel schedule look like going to States for you? So on Thursday, we, we had the send off. And so we traveled all the way up to Lakeland that day. And then on Friday, we go to the funding center. It was at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland. And we had to weigh in um, at 1 o'clock. So we go to our little platforms. We have platforms, and they have our uh, weight classes. And we go to that, and we weigh in. And then we get our belts checked and, like, our wrist straps, everything to make sure it's all in code because our – belts have to be four inches and that's the most it can be so we get some like a little tape that shows us like that we have like our belts in regulation and then friday night we just we ate and then saturday morning we got back up in the morning and lifted and then that's that's the day of your competition and how long does usually like a competition like that take for you like how many lifts are involved so each person in total gets um, three lifts per event. So for snatch, you get three, clean and jerk three, bench three. Um, usually it takes around four or five hours. Regionals takes a little bit longer than districts and states because there's more people usually. And it just goes by a little bit slower because it's a lot of people. And everybody's doing around the same weights. While states takes a little bit less time because it's been narrowed down to the top 20 girls in the state for each weight class. So you're talking about like, you know, you're getting to travel, you're doing all of these things, and then you are in a, uh, a weight class division. So when is it that you guys, is it, is this like, is this like a uh, amateur wrestling thing where you have to weigh in and then you make weight and then they give you a long time before competition. So then like people that have to cut weight could actually eat and stuff like that. Yes. So districts and regionals is different than it works for states. Districts and regionals, we have to weigh in about like an hour before we start lifting. Mm -hmm. Um, You have three chances to weigh in. 
So if you weigh in the first time and if you don't make weight, you only have one hour to make weight Mm -hmm. and you get three chances in that hour or like two chances after that in that hour. So if you don't make it the first time, you usually go run for about 30 minutes, weigh in again. If you don't make it again, you have 30 minutes and then you have just one more chance. And if you don't make it, it's you just you scratch out. I got you. And then you're eliminated. So making, making the trip up to Lakeland, you know, for a lot of our people in the keys, they don't get up around that way of, of, of good old Lakeland. What did, did you guys think of Lakeland and did you guys go to any good restaurants there? What was the highlight of the trip besides lifting? I think the highlight, it was definitely seeing and like being in an arena Lakeland was huge. It's so much different than Marathon. It was a little bit colder up there. Um, just the arena was huge. Getting there, like getting lost in the arena, it was it was huge, and it was a little nerve wracking, but it was it was beautiful. And then Lakeland is really really pretty. It's a really beautiful area. So, had you ever been there before prior to this? I have not. I've never been to Lakeland before. I mean, I've drove through it maybe, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. (laughs) So what, so as far as like people in the keys go, you know, if they're reading the keys weekly, you've been the athlete of the week a couple times, but you know, going back in history for the last like five years, you, you have been an athlete at marathon high school. Um, how exactly, and when did your athletic career, not just weightlifting, but how did your athletic career start at marathon? I joined the track team the first year it started in 2017. Um, I decided I wanted to start running just to get like better in shape. I wanted to get more in shape. So I joined the track team and I did like the 200, the 100, and I got like last at every single track meet. Right. Because what grade, what grade were you in? I was in seventh grade. <laughs> so for, for our listeners out there at Marathon High School, the middle school is connected to the high school. So that allows middle school students to participate in varsity sports. So as a seventh grader, your very first sport was track the first year it came out. So as a seventh grader, you were running the 200. So obviously you were probably finishing in last place. So then what happened? Yes, I was definitely little little <laughs> in last place. And um, Murphy, a coach, uh, Murphy, who is the cross country coach, he made a comment to me um, telling me that he is a cross country coach and that he needs some girls for cross country. And I was like, okay. I was like, I do not want to do cross country. I was like, that is too much work. And then I started running a little bit more and I was like, oh, I kind of like it. And I came out my eighth grade year for cross country. Mm-hmm. And I actually started, I really, really enjoyed it. The team was great. And I just, I loved the way it made me feel because it was a great team. And that was the first year that girls made it to States. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. And and this is always a fascinating thing to me. So you said it was, it was really a great team. First of all, are you talking about, um, they were very talented and we were good or it was truly like a really nice team to be on? What are you saying? Definitely a truly nice team to be on. We were every single year that I've done cross country. It's been like a family, not just like I go to practice and like, oh, they're my teammates, but they're like my family. Like I talk to them outside. We go do things. Um, They were just like my family, my best friends. So it was 
but they were also extremely talented. I mean, they were so fast. It was definitely a little scary to be a little eighth grader on the team running next to a bunch of fast seniors and juniors. So, yeah. So who were the kids then that were the fast juniors and seniors? Um, Sarah and Allison Pascavage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Jonathan and Owen were on the team. Amazing, amazing athletes. Well, did you, um, Mrs. Mrs. McDonald was telling me, I think it was, is it Owen that's at university of Florida? Jonathan is at the university of Florida. It's Jonathan. And he just ran something like a four Oh five mile. Did you hear about that? Yes. Indoors. What's the story with that? Can you tell our fans? I'm so sorry. Will you say that one more time? I said, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, um, for a four or five mile, getting just being on the team to the University of Florida is extremely, extremely hard. I mean, it's a D1 sport. In high school, he was, uh, he placed at states running a 417 mile. So being able to cut down almost, what, 13, 12 mm-hmm. seconds on that mile is crazy. And then running indoors is, I believe, in my opinion, is a lot harder than running outdoors because of the air conditioning you it almost stings you when you're mm-hmm. running, like you're breathing, it like stings. So Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Pitchford and his brother, they were twins and they were both cross country runners. And then when it time came time for them to go to college, it was Owen went to the Naval Academy and Jonathan, I mean, he didn't get a scholarship to university of Florida for cross country. I mean, he was a walk on, he was invited and it seems like he's really taking advantage of that opportunity and continuing his training and doing well. So, um, so back to you. So eighth grade, you're doing cross country. That's really your first trip to the state championships as a cross country runner, right? Yes, correct. So like your first time going to state as an eighth grader, what were your feelings then? Um, I was just very, very nervous. Um, it, it's definitely a lot different being a middle schooler who makes it to states versus being a senior or not a senior, a high schooler. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. A high schooler. Um, I'm able to like compose myself a little bit better. When I was in eighth grade, I was just so nervous because I was like, oh, I'm competing against all of these high schoolers. Right. And they were so fast. And it was just it was very nerve wracking being 13 years old going against 17, 18 year olds. So definitely a little nerve wracking. So uh, then you enter high school when you were in eighth grade. Did you do anything else besides cross country? Um, in eighth grade, I uh, played soccer mm-hmm. and track. Oh, that's right. So you do soccer and track. And then uh, ninth grade was that ninth grade. You do cross country again, had that experience. Um, how did how did that experience change for you at all? In ninth grade, I, I felt a little bit more like I knew what I was doing a little bit more, a little more experienced instead of just experienced everything for the first time. I knew what I was doing. I knew how to perform at districts and regionals to peak at that time. It's definitely a hard thing to like get the, it's it's hard to grasp to run your fastest at the end of the season Mm -hmm. instead of just trying to, like, you're just trying to get progressively faster and faster each race. So uh, being uh, in a high school and going to States, it was, I, I felt more comfortable instead of just nervous. And then I would assume, be, I don't know too much about competitive weightlifting, but then that same type of philosophy exists because you don't want to lift your best in weightlifting on day one of the season. You want to continue to build throughout the season, correct? 
correct. Coach Schubert does um, a really good job in making sure that all of us start with, in the beginning of the season, starting a little bit lower, not trying to hit a PR the first mm-hmm. five, six um he wants us uh, the meets of the season he wants us to progressively get stronger and stronger so we feel good about ourselves so we're not starting the season with the same thing we end with he wants us to grow and just he does a really good job at making sure that we start the season lower and end on a high note so you you go back and you're doing cross country and then i assume as a freshman you do soccer in the winter time yes correct how did, did is is soccer something that you always played as a kid? When did you pick that up? Um, I just did it in eighth grade, and I got moved up to varsity a little bit into my eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did it because all of my friends who played cross country did soccer, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this could be fun. So I just decided to do soccer too, and I really, really thoroughly enjoyed playing soccer. It was really fun. Yeah, and then that's your freshman year, and then uh, for track, did you, I guess for track your freshman year, it's like, okay, I'm doing cross country, so did you focus on more of the longer runs? How did that work? Yes, so my freshman year for track, um, I was doing really good in the beginning of the season. I broke the school record for the one mile, the two mile, and the four by four, and then a little bit into the season, I went skiing, and I tore my ACL for the first time, so then I was out for the rest of the season until mm-hmm. districts and regionals, I kind of just sucked it up and just ran on the torn ACL, but I had, I didn't know I tore my ACL. So, because it was about two or three months after that and I ran districts and regionals and that was it. Really? So you go skiing as, as a freshman and you tear your ACL? Yeah, that was the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I did twice. So the first time you sort of, uh, did you tear the same one twice or did you tear both? Uh, the same one twice. So the first time you tear it, you really don't know you tear it. And then a lot of times ACLs will sort of uh, heal up a little bit and then you re-tear it the second time? Yes, correct. I ran my sophomore year mm-hmm. of cross country on a torn ACL and I tore it last well, like sophomore year I tore it during cross country season. Wow. For the second time. So what was that like? Did it Was it just one of those things where you're like, okay, I have a little pain in my knee and this is something I just need to run through? Um, It didn't feel like I, after about four or five months, it didn't, it just felt weird. It didn't feel like I tore my ACL, didn't hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. It just felt fun. And I, and I was just, okay, it just feels a little weird. And I ran the season on it until I tore it at the park for a second time. And yeah. then I was, that took me out for a, <laughs> so a you, long time. So you end up having uh, knee surgery? Yes. I, we went to the doctor they tore me, they told me, they took MRIs, told me I tore my ACL and that, that was definitely very hard for me to digest mm-hmm. uh, being a state athlete and athletics is very very important to me and it it really it I had to have a very strong mindset to get through that it was hard to le- know I have to re completely learn how to walk yeah and and wouldn't you say too I mean it, like sometimes I think a lot of adults like you know we're obviously you're a student so a lot of adults don't understand a lot of the uh, of the issues sometimes that, that kids can have in high school because you know from 
from your perspective, you're someone starting in middle school that has been doing three sports a year and, and you're active and you're an important member of your team. And then you go to the doctor one day and that all changes and you're really not really a member of a team anymore. And you have all of this time where you're practicing and you're spending a lot of time thinking about your sports and what you need to do. And for a time period, for a long time period, that's just all taken away, correct? Yeah, correct. It was very hard to, I was obviously so supportive of everybody. I would try to go to any track meets or anything I could go to, to support it. It was just very hard seeing everybody around me being able to progress and get better and do their sport while I had to go to physical therapy every Mm -hmm. other day. So that Mm -hmm. was a little different for me. So, (laughs) so how like what was that process like for you? Like when you, you go in and you have surgery, what was that recovery? Because it seems like, you know, in the old days when, when somebody tore their ACL, usually their athletic career was, was over and they were walking with a limp for the rest of their lives. And fortunately that's not the case anymore. But when you had your surgery, you know, how long did it take for you to feel a hundred percent? Um, I would definitely say I'm still not 100%. Um, I had surgery around this time a year ago at the end of January. Mm -hmm. So I didn't start. So I had my surgery last year, um, April, not April, January 26th. And I had physical therapy for about two months. And they let me, I was supposed to have it for three months, but they let me go a month early because I was starting, I was just progressing. I would sit at home every single day and because I didn't go to school for a month I couldn't I was just sitting there all day just doing knee exercises working on my knee I was a fanatic about it all I did was just sit there and I was a little crazy about it but I would just move my knee back and forth back and forth strengthening it anything I could do to get back a little faster um the recovery time for because I tore my ACL my meniscus and my MCL it was uh, a year was to be about 80% recovered. Mm-hmm. And so I'm about that time right now. Um, I went to physical therapy for two months and I didn't start really running or lifting again um, until around July of last year. I started going to the gym again. Um, that was the first time I put weights on the bar again. Um, so yeah, I've, it just felt like um, this year for sports, being a junior, it felt like I was behind for cross country season. I was a little slower than I usually am. Um, but weightlifting season, I really just had to have a strong mindset and just be like, it's go time and just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. So, so coming off of that ACL, I mean, really, uh, as far as the doctors go, okay, it's going to take you a year. Last January, you had the surgery. We're in February now. It's been 13 months. But really, if you go then six months later, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do cross country, right? So because you ended up doing cross country this past year. Um, what, what sort of let you know, like my knee is good enough to run cross country and put in those miles? So um, over the summer, I started running a little bit more and more and I had to get um, a note from my doctor saying I could run cross country right? or else I wasn't allowed to do it because I I had a major surgery. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to my doctor. He had to look at my knee. We went, he did like little things just to make sure like I was okay to do cross country. It was a little nerve wracking. Um, 
every single race I was looking down at the floor, um, making sure I didn't right. um, step on anything different. Um, the courses, because the courses are obviously not on concrete. It's not like you're going out for a run on the concrete. It was definitely different for my knee, being on grass or gravel or hills. So that was a little nerve wracking going into that season. I was just very cautious when I ran. So this is, you know, for our listeners out there, for uh, you, Mikkel, this was your first year doing weightlifting. And and there's a story behind that, because as you were just saying, you know, you ended up playing soccer. You enjoyed playing soccer. You know, um, I know that you were probably, you know, looking forward to playing girls soccer this year and, and last year with Miss McDonald being the coach. I know that you guys have a, a good relationship. I know that she was excited to have you on the team. But, you know, sometimes fate steps in and literally because of this knee injury, everybody agreed that soccer probably wouldn't be the best thing for you because of all of the cutting and, and all of the stopping and going, especially with you really not 100% yet. So how so you're like, okay, I'm not going to be able to do soccer. What made you go ahead and seek out girls weightlifting for a sport? So I did, I actually did weightlifting my freshman year. I did soccer and weightlifting both uh-huh. my freshman year. Um, it was just when I did it my freshman year, I, my, my, my main sport was soccer. And I like went to practice maybe once a week for weightlifting and I'd go to the meets um, I was in like the little 110 weight class. I wasn't very good. I did like 70 pounds clean and jerk and like 70 pounds bench. I made it to regionals and that's as far as I got. And then I obviously didn't do it my sophomore year because of my ACL. But um, the doctor was 100% certain I was not able to do soccer. Um, right. It was, it, it, I knew that it, it, there was no way especially my, even my senior year, I probably, there's no way I would be able to play soccer again. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it was a little different. It was a little sad because I liked the technical aspect of soccer, the team, because soccer was my only team sport. I mean, cross country is like an individual sport. Right. I mean, we make it as a team. Um, weightlifting is an individual sport. So I liked that team aspect of it, but yeah, it was a little difficult knowing I won't be able to play soccer again. It was a little little sad. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, it, it's amazing sometimes because who knows if you would have stuck with soccer, you never would have found weightlifting. But obviously, exactly, 100%. obviously from from talking to you, you have a, uh, a very strong drive to succeed. You know, like you're, you're not letting these negative things, you're not letting an injury, a uh, knee injury stop you. You're training all the time. Where does that drive come from? Have you ever thought about that before? I honestly haven't. I kind of just have this drive to just want to be the best in everything I do or just to be as best as I can be. Um, I just to make myself better constantly is like what I think that drives me to want to do better in everything I do. Uh, when you were young and growing up, what did you play any other sports? What were they? I actually grew up. My mom owned a martial arts studio for about eight, nine years. I did. um I was a national champion in jiu-jitsu, so that's what I, I did a lot of jiu-jitsu. My mom was kind of growing me up to be, like, she really wanted me to be, like, a national wrestling girl because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's what she was wanting for me to be because that's how I grew up in a martial arts studio. I was very good at it. Uh, we came down to Marathon 
my fifth grade year and we found out there's no wrestling team and so I just started from fifth grade to seventh grade I did no sports I did dance that was about it and then seventh grade I did track and that was about it I mean I didn't do any like normal sports that kids do like soccer basketball it was just martial arts for me I see. So now that you have uh, your fifth place in the state in traditional, your seventh place in the Olympic lifts, and now your your weightlifting season is over. So the real question is, what are when do you start thinking about how am I going to be first in the state next year? Um, definitely started thinking about that right after. <laughs> of course, yeah. I finished lifting. I know that I need to get back to work. Um, I have track season, but every day after track, I'm going to go straight to the weight room. Um, it's just a lot of hard work and just making sure I'm there every single day, putting in the work and effort. That's great. Well, I want to say to you, congratulations. And we're all looking forward to what you're going to accomplish next year, not only in weightlifting, uh, but in cross country. So congratulations to everything. And to our listeners, hard work and dedication does pay off. And Mikel, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. And once again, congratulations. Thank you so much. All right. Goodbye. Thank you guys for listening to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You could find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like. You could find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. You know, we have a a great spring coming up. We got Key West Baseball looking to win a state championship. You got Coral Shores Baseball, Doug McCavich, one of the coaches. I know they're looking at a great season. I know they have Key West circled on their calendar. They've come pretty close the last couple years to to giving Key West a game. I know they're excited to play. And you got Marathon coming off of a regular season conference uh, championship. They have the pitching. They have the players. I mean, baseball is going to be big. I think the spring sports are going to be great in the Keys. Lacrosse, baseball, softball, track. Everybody tune in to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap. I'll give you the results. And if you have any ideas of anybody you want on the podcast or anything you want me to talk about, sports at keysweekly.com. Thanks for listening.